for joining me today for a broad view. My name is Jackie Barcos and I want to talk about what's going on around me. I'm located on the eastern shore of Nova Scotia, but like all of us, connected far beyond these rugged shores. I'm interested in what happens locally, provincially, federally, and globally, and how it impacts all of us. I look forward to spending some time with you and talking to interesting people. On today's show, we're going to be joined by Lil McPherson. She is a mom, a new grandma. She ran in two elections, once for uh, Halifax Mayor and the Federal Green Party of Canada, so that might be why you know her name. But she's also a hobby farmer, and yes, she does own her own tractor. She's a restaurant owner, she's a food defender. Uh, she shared a quote with me, uh, yes, we can eat our way out of climate change. Wow. Please welcome my friend, Lil McPherson. Today, we're going to talk about um, an issue which is very relevant at this point in time. And so I'm gonna call on Lil to tell us a little bit about what is food security. Hello, and thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited. Well, we're so excited that you're here. <laughs> wow. 16 years ago, I couldn't have anybody to listen to me about food security, and now, now I'm being asked to be interviewed, which is wonderful. Yes. So food security to me, uh, I guess I realized about food security 16 years ago. Yesterday was our anniversary at the Wooden Monkey. Uh, huh. when, uh, yeah, and it's funny because a hurricane hit here, Hurricane One. And uh, that obviously devastated the whole province. And we ended up shutting down for nine days, which was pretty something. And myself as a mother, mother at the time decided, to, you know, what am I going to feed my children? Uh, but then I started to think further. I started to go, well, how are we doing as a province? You know, we're, we're a winter climate. We're almost an island. You know, how, how, do we have food storages somewhere all over the province? How are we doing? So I started asking questions to farmers, government, anybody that had any answers about this and the answers were horrifying and frightening we have about nova scotians about three days of food left if we ever got cut off from the rest of the world so uh, people don't know that and i just heard our agricultural minister a month ago at the agricultural uh, conference just say that and i felt like saying i told you that 10 years ago <laughs> anyway. it's so interesting isn't it because i mean um i think that you know, when you hear the term for the first time, food security, uh, you think, well, what is food security? You know, is, does, what does that mean? So, you know, I think it's just such an important conversation to have. And, you know, this period in, in time, especially, I think that um, we're learning, we're learning some things and we're learning the, the not just the uh, importance of food security, but the necessity. Well, it is, it is critical, especially now. And people think that food security is having a lot of canned goods in their, in, 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 you know, frozen meat, frozen stuff in their freezer and they're food secure. But, and that, that means, yes, they do have some food security, but as a province, you know, we can, this is a game changer for us. I mean, food security is about being resilient. If you can feed yourself, you're pretty strong. And, you know, when we get hit with another hurricane, we should be able to say, yeah, we've got enough food to supply ourselves for years because we have our farmers. We have a really, uh, you know, we're supposed to, 
to really have a very active hurricane season. So, you know, coming out of the, we won't even be out of the pandemic by the time, you know, the hurricanes start. That's right. And with the pandemic, you know, the world, the global food system and the the food chain is broken and we cannot rely anymore. And it's ridiculous with climate change happening and and food is a huge part of climate change. It's deforestation and acidity, uh, oceans and, and uh, it just goes on and on. I mean, food, the food box is so big with climate change. So, and with also the economy, I mean, they're doing some, I don't know if you ever heard of the multiplier effect. The multiplier effect is such a, it's such a, to me, a game changer. They did some studies. They did, they said, okay, if we in Ontario spent $10 a week on local food system, we would begin, we would have $2.4 billion more in the economy. <laughs> wow. And in one year, we would create 10,000 new jobs. Now, those are pretty impressive numbers. So not only are we going to like, like the food security box, if we start growing our own food, it's going to create lots of wonderful food for us, building more communities, making us healthier, which will affect our healthcare costs, making our air cleaner, our water cleaner, bringing back, you know, poverty, obesity. It is, it is so, once you start to heal something, which food heals many things, it's, a, it's, well, it's, it's interesting. I'll tell you, uh, living here on the Eastern Shore, and I mean, it's not just the Eastern Shore, but we're certainly, you know, have been battling for years uh, against um, fin fish worms. You know, food safety, food security matters, and uh, you know, uh, keep fish farm out of our, our waters, and and uh, you know, so it's a huge issue right here. So we're not just, you know, we're talking about it's quite encompassing, actually. The you, you know. And so I think that's, that's why it is an important conversation to have. I wanted to ask you, uh, Lil, when did you first get involved in climate action education and initiatives? Well, I, the, when I started Open the Monkey, that was all about food security. And I really was on the, the, the focus of trying to help build up more suppliers and more farmers in Nova Scotia, which we have about 18 farms on board. So it's, it's happening. And then I, I, I was asked to do a little speech uh, just in my own restaurant, invited in to come in and talk to a group who ended up being from the Young President's Club. <laughs> so I was scared to death. What the hell am I going to tell these guys? And uh, so one of the, one of the guys that were, was in the group was Peter Corbin, who was with the Al Gore team. And one of the first Canadians to train with Al Gore. And he said to me, you know what? And I talked about climate change, the convenient truth, the inconvenient truth, and, and uh, cli- you know, agriculture. And he came up and he asked me, he said, you know, you should... Uh, be a climate change presenter for the Al Gore team. And I said, oh my gosh, I can't, I know nothing about climate change. And make a long story short, I said, well, can I talk about food, agriculture and climate change? She said, sure. So I ended up being one of the first 200 trained Canadians with Al Gore trains us and David Suzuki. And it was like, a completely changed my life. And I ended up going down to Tennessee and went to three more camps, I call them, gone to United Nations Climate Change Conferences, which is so inspiring. I can only imagine. Oh my gosh. If I could transport everybody once, they would come back a completely different person. I can only imagine. It would just be a dream come true. It's, it's so exciting. Yeah. It's, I'm sure. it's all about hope. It's really quite something because I feel like I've, I've seen the future and I want that for us. That's what the climate change, uh, climate change goes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that I, sort of leads into, you know, where have you learned so much about movement? And obviously, you know, you've, you've really tapped into 
opportunities where you could learn about the movement. And that's the thing. I think, you know, there's so much information out there that people just really have to, to look for it, don't they? They really do. And for and me, listen to it and, and you yes. know, when it's available to us. And, and for me, it just goes right down to being, I'm a mom. Yeah. And I want control of my food again. I'm, I'm, I'm so done with the industrial media model telling us what to feed our children and what's healthy for our children. That was our job. And I want it back. So it goes right. Like, I'm not, I'm not a crazy lady. I still, you know, drink beer and eat chicken wings. I just want to eat the right chicken wings. <laughs> I just want to have a burger uh, that's not going to kill me. So not full with, you know, E. coli and everything. So, you know, it is all about going back to the basic of food we had and the diversity of food we used to have. So it's not, it's about eating from a healthy system. Yeah. I don't trust the industrial system at all. I mean, your restaurant creates, I think you still, you probably still do, but um, we used to take the kids when they were young and it was always the fries. <laughs> yeah, the roasties. Roasties, that's what it was. I was sitting here and I was like, what were they? Were they tater? What were they called? The roasties, yeah. the roasties are like the best. Yeah, well, they're just roasted instead of deep fried. And, and you know, it's not, nothing against deep fryers. It's just, it's just uh, we just want to make people leave the restaurant and not have pains in their stomach. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Well, why do you want people to act today on this? I want them to act because they have to act. Mm-hmm. They, we, we don't have a choice anymore. You know, I'm standing here as a, a grandmother, for sure, first and mother, of course. And that is my reason. And we really and the thing is, is if people just realize that the situation and the direction we're going into is ha- more happiness, more health, more freedom, more beautiful communities. So it's not like we're going towards the doom. We're going, if we don't, you know, I, that's what I'm really scared of, but people just have to start to pay attention. We're, we need to do this for our children. And that's my motivation. We don't have a choice and it's a better world. Absolutely. And you know, if we follow the science, I think that um, yeah. we really can't go wrong. That, that's what we, you know, that's what we have to, to lean on. And there's certainly lots in this area and, um, you know, I just, I look forward to learning more and I'm just so appreciative of the fact that, you know, that you're calling so much attention to this, this issue and you have been for a long time. Well, I know it's funny because what, you know, what I've done in the last 16 years and speaking at schools and universities and just all volunteering doing this, the pandemic did what I've been trying to do and did it in like two months. Well, that's interesting. Um, (laughs) The last person I was speaking to on a podcast, that's what we said, you know, maybe some good is going to come out of, out oh, of this. You know? and maybe one of the things is, is, you know, that there is going to be an awakening. I mean, you know, it's so obvious that there has been so much heartache and pain right now, but there's also been uh, attention brought to so many issues that really we haven't been able to to draw people to before this and and you know hopefully hopefully that is um you know the diamond that's in the midst of all this well i I really believe that i believe that this is a moment that we have to grab a hold of and and really continue on because people are changing i mean they've been doing this for months and i'm hearing that one of our suppliers told me that their uh you know their their uh, sales tripled in their meat with their local meats because people are actually buying more local meat. So it's wonderful. It is. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to, um, I wanted to take a minute um, to, to acknowledge the recent passing of a, a mutual friend. 
uh, Silver Dawn of Cameron. And uh, he was, was a man that um, I think has provided some counsel to, to both of us. I know that he was a very good friend of yours. And I remember the first time that I remember hearing from him was um, I was speaking out about a little convention center that was being built in the city. <laughs> Oh, now you're hitting a spot. Okay. And, you know, I, um, I, I, I got a phone call and uh, we, we had a, a grand discussion and he became someone that um, at various points in time when I was on city council would, would uh, sort of push me along a path um, with some very, very good progressive uh I'll say it again, counsel. I, I, I counted on, on uh, his phone calls um, and I always appreciate them. But uh, I know that he was a very good uh, close friend of yours and I'm sure that you'd like to, to recognize uh, what he contributed to our community. Well, he contributed a lot to me personally. He was a mentor. And when you talked about fish farms, I watched in his honor last night, uh, uh, salmon wars, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that is a big topic in which we serve, you know, closed pen salmon at here. <laughs> and so uh, the first time I met Silver Donald, I was terrified because he was this, you know, Silver Donald Cameron and he was going to be on the board, which I was chairing. So I was like, oh, oh my gosh, he should be chairing this. But I was the chair of the Bali, which is a business alliance for local living economies. And it's a great initiative. And uh, I was just starstruck by him. And he became such a, a wonderful friend. And anything I'd ask of him, he would say, yes. Okay, Lil, I'll be there to speak on this. I'll be well, there. You know, that reminds me I, when, when they were fighting against uh, fish farms um, several years ago. Uh, I was on council at the time. And, uh, you know, it wasn't in my, I hate this word, but jurisdiction, but um, I grew up here. I, I came back to retire to the Eastern Shore, but uh, I was contacted by a few people and they said, you know, we're really not getting, um, you know, the help we need. Will, will you come home and, um, you know, and, and see if you can contribute anything? And, uh, boy, I got a phone call from them. And that's what you need to do, jurisdiction or not. And, uh, and he made that clear, so I, uh, so I came home and, uh, and, you know, participated a little bit in that fight. So he was, he was just such a progressive thinker. And, uh, oh, and, and the, la the last time I spent with him was just quite shortly. He would ask me if he wanted to do, he, when he wanted to do a, green view, a, a new green interview. On his on his podcast, yes. and uh, so he used my uh, monkey twice over there, the wood monkey. And the last one was with my good friend Mark Anelsky, who wrote the book uh, "The Economy of Happiness." Yes, yes, yes. Wonderful, and the economy of well-being. Amazing economist. So I had the two of these guys up in my, you know, listening to all this amazing wisdom, and he was the kindest, most sweetest man I've ever met. I just, uh, I was, I'm very still upset and sort of, uh, you know, breaking my heart that he's not around. I was sort of shocked. I didn't know he was sick and so, so missed. Yeah. So. And, uh, you know, at, at, so I'm glad that we took a moment to recognize, um, you know, his, his, Thank his you, because at this point in time, so many people, um, 
can't do that and and you know uh, it's just a small thing that we can do to to pay a, a tribute to to someone who was very important in our community you know what i'd like to do i'd like to in his honor get every fish farm out of the ocean well let's do that we're, we're, yeah. we're going to do that we're not going to stop until that happens and no, then, we'll call the, the silver don't move we're on that will we're on okay, that good. <laughs> well i have a friend that um told me something that's very valuable and it was that every day i should think of something uh that um i should or i should find something to look forward to and so i'm going to do that right now and i'm going to tell you that after a conversation i'm i'm looking forward to going out to my greenhouse and checking on my tomatoes and cucumbers and pumpkins and see how those seedlings are doing so that uh, i can enjoy the bounty when when the time comes but i better make sure they're watered today and i'm looking forward to going out and seeing what they look like today lil what's one thing that you're looking forward to today well if i was at my in my town negotiation, I would be doing the same thing, but I'm in the city and I look forward to today. At the end of the day, my, my beautiful daughter-in-law sends me a video of my new grandson because I can't see him very much. So he, she sends me these videos and it's just, it makes me, I watch them 10 times and I laugh and I have a glass of wine and I go, oh my gosh. And it's, he's my new joy and my new inspiration and my focus is to protect his world. So just a, a, he, he just he oozes with joy and, and happiness it just makes me forget about everything so there you go lil you're a beautiful person i'm so happy to have you as a friend and we just can't thank you enough for taking this time to join us today and to to share the message well thank you and i'm honored to be on your show <laughs> and we, get, and we gotta i really am and, and we're gonna work together and get the salmon out yeah we definitely are because that's that's Good. great we're actually we're actually up against that fight um here again so well i it never really goes away you know i ah, will make it we gotta do it for silver donald cameron yeah absolutely let's do that okay lil thank you and you enjoy the rest of your day thank you you too okay thanks jackie Bye. Bye. thank you for joining us for a broad view with jackie b brought to you by sheet harbor radio hosted created and researched by jackie barkhouse Produced by Lynn Matheson. Technical support and editing provided by Jeff Harrop. Lyrics and music by Shirley Jackson.